You're listening to the Diz Bitch Podcast and Disney That Isn't Disney Part 2. I'm Christy, one-third of the podcast hosts, uh, and we kind of, we retroactively split this podcast into two parts because it was getting really, really, really long, so... Thank you for listening to the Grown Up Fan Podcast uh, for uh, Disney fans that know way too much about Disney and like to bitch about it, like us. Uh, without further ado, uh, I will actually get to uh, the podcast. Okay, thanks. How are you? So, let's jump right back in. Some drink chugging. There's a few movies that we haven't mentioned yet that um, I believe I talked about Warner Brothers already. Did I talk about Warner Brothers? Did we? The Animaniacs? No, the movies. Okay, so we already covered the animation studios. Yes. Uh, Don Bluth. Yes. So yes. other animation studios and DreamWorks, we covered that. Yep. Other animation studios, they get confused for Disney. Uh, Warner Brothers Animation Studios. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of these are so great, and they're so good. And I didn't even realize who they were. And there was, honestly, a part of me that just thought they were Disney or DreamWorks. Yeah. No, absolutely. Especially Iron Giant. I really, yeah. until we looked it up, thought it was Disney. I thought it was DreamWorks. I, and it makes so much sense, because it's just too good for Disney. I also thought Quest for Camelot was either DreamWorks or Disney. Because it's got that fairy tale-ness yeah, to it, too. Yeah, and the weird musical numbers. I honestly don't like, remember the musical numbers to that. I only remember the did musical have, numbers. Did it have specifically the, the Camelot questing man, the boy that the, turns into the man. The he's blind, blind. Yeah, yeah, he's blind. And he's, like, Which seems like a, jumping and running through the forest yeah, and jumping. Yeah, riding like, her through the forest. Because he, he, like, he sees with, like, his spirit. Feet. Oh. oh, I don't know. Maybe a spirit. I just remember one part, he's like singing know. and touching her face, mm-hmm. oh, and then there's so like cool. smoke swirling around, yep. and he can actually see what her face looks like. That's... And for some reason, I was like, is that true no. love? No, and I was like yes, seven no, years old. I and so I was like, that's true love. Was like, he was seeing through his hands is what they were trying to do. Oh, no, like, they made it seem like magic. I, I like know. he had magic eyesight. But that's mm-hmm. not what it is. But no, it's ma- all blind people with magic smoke eyesight. I, well, guys, you heard it here first, Guys, folks. I'm pretty sure there were dragons and other talking animals in there. Yeah, there was some weird two-headed dragon. I thought, okay. Oh, the two-headed dragon friend. Yeah, that okay. Was, that was basically twins stuck in an egg. And guys. Evil and they didn't, they didn't get Probably. along with the other dragons, so, and so they left. Do you remember yes. that... Uh, Dragon Tales cartoon. Yes. For the yes. longest time, the two-headed dragon in Dragon Tales and the two-headed dragon in Quest for Camelot have been like so like conflated in my memory Just that like I can't. That for the longest time, I cannot. I I can't even picture what they look like individually. Also, the Lego movies, which I think are pretty solid. Um, I mean, I I don't know why I was so convinced that they had some kind of like Disney or Fox animation studios or like one of the. Studios I'm more familiar with ties, but it's all Warner Brothers, which makes sense because they own all of the DC Comics properties, which then, you know, turn around and make the Lego Batman movie, which I would say is in the top three of Batman movies. 
You know, <laughs> I'm going to enrage every Batman fan. Do ever. it! You like the Val Kilmer one? No. <laughs> George Clooney I one. I love the George Clooney one. I love how awful they are. Batman and Robin. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Freeze. It was the greatest. You know, I really... You drink yeah. every time there's an ice bun, and then you die. You di- <laughs> or or at any time, you're like, this plot doesn't make sense. Also, Jim Carrey, what the fuck are you doing? I guess we're drinking now. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, so the Lego movies, which I think, honestly, especially the Lego movie, not necessarily the Lego Batman movie, but the Lego movie, I honestly thought it had kind of a Disney vibe to it. It really did. Like, it absolutely, like... like it even had musical numbers. Edgier Disney, where they do every now and then. Well, usually when Disney tries to go edgy, they put it underneath one of their subsidiary companies, like mm-hmm. Touchstone or whatever the fuck. Okay. I don't know if that's the actual name of it. I think Touchstone is a Disney subsidiary. Anyway... Basically, all media is owned by five companies, five giant mega corporations. Yep. So there is, there are no original thoughts or ideas or concepts anymore. Nope. And um, they can pretend to be all about one certain value all they want, but in the end, they're all owned by the same five companies. So it's all bullshit. The end. Yep. Uh, yeah. So those, none of those are Disney. And then there's some like even smaller production companies which have produced some real gems that were later distributed by bigger companies that I'm so stoked about because some of these are actually my favorite on this list. Okay. Uh, Lou, you'll recognize The Last mm. Unicorn. Uh, also, uh, the Fern Gully. Unicorn, I'm alive. I should have saved that one for last. I'm alive. I... <laughs> okay. Also, Fern Gully. I just, mm, uh, we'll circle back, because that's one of the ways you can tell okay. it's not Disney. Like, the weirdest part about it is, like, I, Christian Slater was a voice in that. Uh-huh. And Tim, like, there's some big, like, actors at uh, the time well, who were in it. And, like, you probably couldn't tell me who, like, even, like, what production Batty. company put that together. We were just talking about him. Killed himself. Dom DeLuise. No. I don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> I have voice. no idea. Robin Williams. Oh. There we go. Wait, Robin Williams voiced Batty. Oh my god! The crazy. Was that like, pre Aladdin? I think it oh. might have been. Maybe. I don't know. I think Aladdin was ninety four, ninety three. Okay, I don't remember. We'll come back to it. Madeline's looking yeah. it up right now because um, there's other my ones on this list. My name is Batty. I just know the entire rap. I don't anymore. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I I love you still. I'm glad. Uh, uh, this one isn't exactly a small production company because it was uh, produced by Steven Spielberg's production company, Amblin Entertainment, but that is okay because it's still great. It is Balto. <sighs> Honestly, Balto is I probably Balto. up there in like one of my top ten favorite cartoons. I especially love it so much. if you're limiting to things that aren't Disney, mm-hmm. Balto is up there. Yep. Uh, I also. Page Master. Okay, no. Page Master, though, was so fucking amazing. So it had uh, Christopher... Lloyd. Lloyd Weber? Is it a three name? Christopher Lloyd? Or is it just Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd Webber? is the actor Yeah, no, that's who I'm thinking of. Back to the Future. Yeah. Okay, no, it's just Christopher Lloyd. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought he had I three I think you're thinking of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Probably. Who's the composer. Yeah, anyway, so it had Christopher no, Lloyd. No, I lied. I don't know if he's a composer. I think I just Andrew made that Lloyd up. Andrew Lloyd Webber? Didn't he do musicals? Like, he did, like, Sound of Music and shit? Cinderella? Sound of Music. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) So, Christopher Lloyd, it had that shitty little kid. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. 
Um, he had Harry Potter glasses? I think it also like perfectly had, round Harry Potter glasses. Oh my god, I drank too much too quickly. Um, she was on Star Trek. Next Generation. Deanna Troy. No, the other one. Whoopi that, Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I got I'm pretty sure. Yes. Teamwork. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that she was the voice of the fairy tale book. That like really? he goes and finds her. I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive. Madeline, did you have you looked up uh, the year? And Aladdin were the same year. Oh, weird. Robin Williams just got real into doing he animation did. that year. I guess. Look up Page Master and who voiced the fairy tale book. Pretty sure it was Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, but actually, I mean, I, that's kind of unfair because that one's. Was even though it was uh, made by Turner, which is uh, as in Ted Turner, TNT, blah blah okay. blah. Uh, and Hooch. Yes, it's actually wait. Who was Turner and Hooch? Tom was Hanks the, and the dog. Tom Hanks <laughs> and the dog. Yep, it was Tom Hanks. What was he, the name of the character? I don't know. Fairy tale book. The fantasy. Yes, it was Whoopi. Woo! Nailed it. Okay, <laughs> so good at shit. Yeah, look at Macaulay Culkin's picture though. Okay, find the picture of his perfect <laughs> Harry Potter glasses and then post oh, no, it on he, Facebook. Yes. Macaulay Culkin, I'll find it. Um, right here. Yep, there it is. Yep. Dude, it <laughs> looks like a Harry Potter poster before Harry Potter became a thing. Okay. Like, tell me that isn't just basically at Harry this Potter. poster, though, aren't you like, oh my god, this movie is going to change my life. Uh, yeah, except for when you look real close at the thing that's surfing on that wave. It's a pirate book. It's a pirate book. And he and fantasy, like, had a thing for a little well, bit. Well, I mean, if you're a book. And then the horror story book was, like, oh, so you know, kind of special needs, I think, you know, slash you, a ghoul. What do you think, like, books that are sentient, like, referred to as, like, their adult times, like, their special adult hugs and whatnot? Like, do you think if they call it, like, Leafing, <laughs> or 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 uh, turning or shuffling, maybe. I'm saying with leafing because that like <laughs> elicited such a like horrified response. I'm sorry that this thought even occurred to me, but as soon as you were uh, like bookmarking. the pirate book, oh, I like bookmarking. Bookmarking. That's like saying, oh, we'll put a pin in this. Oh. <laughs> Marker. Although bringing up Page Master, once again, I said it is a little unfair because I think it was distributed by Warner Brothers and uh, TNT made it. So that's not exactly a small company. And finally, I think no, one but of the... it's definitely like an un... Not everybody has seen the movie. No. I don't think I have. Madeline's never seen the movie. If I know I did, that I made... Are you kidding? I've seen Multiple it, friends watching. Madeline, how did you not see it? We owned I, it on VHS growing up. She also never saw Treasure Planet. Which we also owned on VHS did, growing I up. I saw Treasure Planet. What about Titan what about Tiny? So, I've seen all of those. Did I talk about Tiny yet? Catherine is the did one. We? I don't know, but Tiny is great. We're, if we already did, we're going to talk about it some more. Mm-hmm. Catherine's the one that hasn't seen any of these. We movies. did because we were talking about Drew Barrymore. We talked about the voice actors a little bit. We didn't get into it though. We will because it yes, it, it comes it up. Deserves. It comes up in my theories of night. Well, perfect. Kind of Disney, not Disney. And yeah, how you can, how tell, you the can tell the difference. Yeah. So no, yeah, Cat's never seen anything happy. Well, Have you seen Cats Don't Dance? No. I have. That, did I say cast on dance? I thought I brought that one up. Yes, yeah. we already did mention okay. it. Um, so just... finally, there's one more big one uh, before we move on. Yes. Uh, you might have thought this is Disney because I can see how you think it would be especially confusing. Swan Princess, oh which my was God. not Disney. It was. I um, know for the longest time I thought it was Disney. Some so other was production little. company I don't know about, and then New Line Cinema I think uh, distributed it. But once again, they were bought by Turner, who I think is now owned by Warner Brothers. So, like I said, nothing is independent anymore, so whatever. So, like, 96, 97, Swan Princess. Is that the year it came out? 
Let's look that up. Um, I just remember being like very small, going to Burger King, specifically because they had swan princess toys. What the fuck? I do not remember that. And I got this little swan princess toy. Do you still have it? I'm sure it's somewhere. It's like a foldable skirt. 94. 94. So if you folded it one way, she was like, oh, beautiful Odette in her like beautiful dress. Do it the other way. Swan sitting on water. Weird. I remember that. It was the greatest toy ever. Okay, so actually swan princess is a great place. I'm shifting. Sorry if you heard me shifting on the couch. Uh, A great place, I think, to launch into our next topic of what makes something Disney, aside from the sheer fact that it is owned by the Walt Disney Company, because fuck, yeah, we get it. You own everything now. So, but what I'm saying is, so, and I think Swan Princess is a great place to start because it's a princess tale, which Disney is famous for. It is a, I think, pretty solid princess tale. It really is. Like a solid movie all around for the most part as far as animated features. But it has one aspect. Okay, so that's the thing. So here's what we're getting into now. So there's a lot of pictures. I like that you and I both know what it is. I think so. So there's a lot of pictures that we're going to talk about that honestly they could be Disney. You switch out the boilerplate at the beginning or the yeah. little production company like, grr, arg, sorry, it's not Mutant Enemy, it's now Walt Disney Pictures, yeah. for example. And <laughs> and it could still be a <laughs> Disney <laughs> movie because yeah. of everything it entails. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there are little things. There are such mm-hmm. defined signatures of Disney movies or things they'll never touch or things they'll never do. Yep. And this is how... Dear viewer, listener, auditory viewer, auditory viewer, <laughs> you can tell the difference without even seeing that like production company signature at the beginning or end. Yep. No so, castle, no shooting star. You're right. gonna know. You're gonna know just by watching it deep inside your heart and mm-hmm. soul and mind and whatever other organ you process information with. Yep. I don't know. You're an alien. Maybe you got something other yeah. sensory yeah. organ that we don't know about. That's cool. I'm into squidly that. Squidly spooch. I wish I had a squidly spooch. I have a squidly spooch. <gasps> Are they transferable? <laughs> is it like a can, is it like a liver? You can give me a piece of yours and, and stick it, it inside grow? of me. I don't know. Zim stole all those kids' organs. Aww. What a healthy child you are, and such plentiful organs. So, stumbling out of his mouth. Let's uh, talk about Swan Princess. Yes. <laughs> How does Swan Princess, as a animated feature, differentiate itself from other princess features owned by Disney? So I'm going to answer this based on one of the drinks you made. Oh, okay. That only the beautiful oh, get happy endings. Yeah, only the pretty ones get a happy ending. Yes. So the, like... Uh, encapsulating point of Swan Princess. The reason it doesn't start, you know, the kids hate each other, they grow up, they realize that they love each other, this and this. The entire reason the movie didn't end after the first song is because Prince Eric? Oh. Chamberlain? No. No. That's Prince Derek. 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 You were so close. There it is. Prince Derek. Prince Derek. Eric. Derek. I feel better. Okay. Uh, Prince solid. Derek, they're dancing. He says, you know, you're so... Announce the wedding. And everyone gets so excited. And... He says to her... Yep. I'm going to say the beginning. Yes. You finish. You're so beautiful. But what else? And then the orchestra, like... <laughs> yep. Hit record, sharp. Rec- record scratch. Everyone, And then like, he goes... Gasps. Everyone's like, what's he going to say? What else is, is there? there? 
And that's how you know it's not Disney, because the most important part of Disney movies is that they're beautiful, and that's the most important part. That's why they fall in love. That's why they want to be together. That's why they go through, they slay the dragon, they battle the hag, they, you know, defeat the sorcerer. I mean, especially anything, like, pre-1989. Well, even, I would say, 89. Even Aladdin. Oh, yep, so pretty much anything pre-Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. Pre-Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Actually, and honestly, even the Disney Renaissance totally falls into the whole trap. It really does. You don't get outside of it until, what are we calling this now? The Revival Era? Yeah. Revival yeah. Because there's the Rese- Re- Renaissance. Yeah. And post-Renaissance, and then Revival Era. Well, the Whatever. post-Renaissance was garbage. Yeah. But Cusco's in the pr- post-Renaissance. He's the true princess anyways. <laughs> yeah, because he's um, the worst. Yup. Uh, you know, that's how, that is one of the all-encompassing ways you can mm-hmm. tell Disney that's not Disney yeah. is because their beauty doesn't have any factor in on whether or not they fall in love. Or at least they're willing to draw attention to the fact... Even Anastasia. He doesn't fall in love with her because he's beautiful. He falls in love with her because she's sassy and she, because like, she can goes toe-to-toe with exactly. him and she doesn't take his shit. And he's like, oh, like, maybe you are the person that I grew up with and maybe, like... I can help you, but you're also so amazing. And, and she can... I'm enchanted by that. She holds her own in a conversation. Exactly. She doesn't just, like... Yeah. Yep. And Swan Princess. She ends up I mean, rescuing Derek. There's also the point that they have an actual conversation, which, mm-hmm. I mean, in Little Mermaid, not they many conversations were had. Conversa- He's unconscious and she sings to him. And then she has no voice. Yep. And they fall in love with her because she's so pretty. And also, you and know, she's so silent. And I you hear know, guys real like that. <laughs> because she brushes her hair with a fork. Hopper. God, you can get away yeah. with anything if you're hot. Uh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> like, every guy is like, she's a fucking crazy bitch. She's, she's brushing her hair with a fork at the table. She's going to baby jack you. She's going to light your car on fire. Ooh, baby jack is like, more common than you think. It really is. <laughs> and the answer is always like, well, she's so hot. But that's because guys have that, so like, hot. bullshit hot crazy scale where oh if you're, like, oh my god, just hot enough. Because personality doesn't factor in no. at all. Uh-uh. Also, I had no idea. So whenever I personally am rating a person on, like, you know, 1 to 10 scale, their personality heavily factors in. Yeah. Guys do it two separate scales. There is the physical scale, and then there's your personality scale, and then sometimes they'll, like, average those out they'll weigh them against each other yeah Yeah. like i've been told constantly that like you know i'm like a six and a half but my personality is so great it bumps me up to like a seven or eight Oh, well, like, see, I usually get the exact never mind opposite. the fact that I, like, where you know, guys are like, like a motherfucker. Where guys never are like, know. you're, like, an eight, eight and a half. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you very much. And they're like, but you're insane. So that, like, bumps you down to, like, a four. <laughs> <laughs> so average, you're, like, a good, you know, five and a half, six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we balance each other out Christy. so well. Who's <laughs> just a much nicer person than I am is really what I it comes down to. I just bury the crazy and I wait for it to explode. Uh, see, mine explodes constantly. Yeah, it's no, just I a like... constant explosion. Mm-hmm. So, Tuck it down deep. Uh, Tuck I, it in like you're fat I in think, the space. I think there's some other moments, honestly, where if you watch Swan Princess, even if you have no idea Disney or not Disney, there are some other key moments where you're like, this, this, this couldn't... This couldn't be Disney. But I think you're right. I think the most telling moment is yeah. the, uh, we don't just care that you're beautiful and it's not mm-hmm. just settled because they have that's one. That's not enough. And that's the thing is they have this one moment of like, 
Oh, I'd bang And you. in a Disney movie, that's all you need. That's it. Roll credits, they're married. But in... Or she gets swooped up by a dragon, and then he spends the entire time trying to fight for her, because it's his true love. Yeah, and actually, that's kind of what I like about Swan Princess, is it's not like you end the movie with the meet-cute. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, oh, we've decided we like each other. Movie's over. Yeah. It's like a... Uh... Do I need to pause? It's like a... You, they like each other beforehand. They hated each other before. Well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. so they have their little meet-cute yeah. moment. He becomes infatuated with her, yes. enraptured, twitterpated, yes. mm-hmm. whatever word you want to use. And then, after she gets transformed into Swan, that's why he goes looking for it. It's not like some random Snow White bullshit where they've exactly. never met each other. And he heard and he that just, there's a really beautiful woman girl on just lake. laying in a He's box go somewhere. Check it out. Yeah, exactly. Or even like. Yeah. Even Sleeping Beauty, like, they just had one moment dancing, and that was all he needed. Well, I think that that's also a huge reason I love Swan Princess, is it follows her through her curse. You know, she continues to, like, challenge the bad guy. She continues to fight for her freedom. She, you know, braves crocodiles. She goes into the castle. She comes up with all these schemes and plans and plots, and she's gonna go and rescue Derek because he's a dumbass that fell in love with, like, her evil... Look at there. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Doppelganger. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, falls in love with the evil, magical version of herself. So, which P.S., that dress that, like, the evil hag wears when she's, like, Odette. Oh, my God, I still want that dress. The black with the red. and it's just, Oh, I know, right? One day, so sexy. One day, like, ugh, I should just find somebody that looks enough like me and that one of us will wear the black one and one of us will wear the traditional Odette yes. white one. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, the evil I totally forgot the evil hag that was just magic to Oh, my God, Odette. I love her, though. And she's in love with the evil guy, and it's so sad and kind of hilarious. Okay, so I guess I'm a bad person. that kind of, like, Derek didn't notice fast enough that there was something off about Odette that night. Right, because he's an idiot. Yeah. I, the entire movie is not based on him rescuing her. She's rescuing herself. herself. So like, also... That's what it boils down another to. Another real good pinpointer... Pinpointer. hmm Another uh, just good telltale sign that it's probably not Disney if the lady is rescuing herself and the movie was made in the 90s. Yep. Because, let me tell ya, ladies aren't rescuing themselves in Disney movies in the 90s. They're either rescuing someone else yep. because they're owed or dutifus or making dutifus, du- <laughs> dutiful and making sacrifices because yep. that's the only way women can show strength in media is by sacrificing themselves. Oh, gag me. Yep. And um, not that that's not noble or whatever, but come on, like guys are, you know, show strength all the time in films about sacrificing themselves. So Mulan. Like, sacrificing herself for her father. Like, no, that's just, no well, actually, like, I don't think Mulan is the best example. I'm thinking no. more like Pocahontas, who throws herself across okay. John Smith's body, ready to take the death blow. So, what are some of the other, uh, I guess, signs that what you're watching isn't Disney? So, for instance, I mean, Swan Princess has some pretty good tells, even though it's a princess, yes. which is kind of Disney's thing. Um uh, I think another one that we have to talk about, uh, and by request, specifically on our Facebook page, I think a couple people, uh, Stephanie wanted us to talk about, Stephanie P, she wanted us to talk about Anastasia, which totally, of course, Stephanie, of course we will. Because uh, it's just the greatest. It's so good. And it's a princess movie. And, I mean, I think a lot of people, that's a big one that a lot of people think 
is Disney. I honestly thought it was Disney growing up. And then up. get upset when Anastasia isn't listed as a princess and then realize uh-huh. that it's not actually yep. a Disney It's not Disney. Movie. Anastasia's not a princess. Odette's not a princess. So Amalthea when... isn't full of princess Amalthea. Oh, Lassie Unicorn. I was like, that's a weird name. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know her name. <laughs> so, what? All right, so if you're watching Anastasia and you have no idea, Disney or not Disney, what are some of the clues within Anastasia that are like, this definitely can't be Disney because of this? Like, so I'm going to say that one of them, um, after Golden Age Disney petered out, Fantasia. Uh, Snow White, like, those things. Like, they kind of came out of, like, really specifically dark demons as bad guys. And Anastasia has the amazing Rasputin Mm -hmm. living in purgatory with all these creepy little bug demons. He has a vial full of, like, dead trapped soul demons that actively go and try and murder everybody. Like, straight up just murder. It's not even like, oh, no, ho, like we're going to yeah. do mischief and, like, break the kiss I up. mean, they do do or, mischief and sabotage the boat that they're on or whatever, but, like... They try to murder them on But the, I they mean, try to get her that's to how you jump drown. off and drown. Oh, that's right. They try to get her to commit suicide. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, compared to, like, Flotsam and Jetsam, who are like, we're going to knock the boat over so you can't kiss. Hee 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 hee. Honestly, though, like, if that were any movie today, like, that's just another trope where she's, like, all wet, and you, like, pull her out of the water. Right. And you're, like, brushing barnacles out of uh-huh. her hair. Whereas you this one... how beautiful she is. She tried to kill herself because of a fever dream of her family telling her to come Jump in the water. In the water. And as oh, she's kind of, like, so good. hesitant, suddenly it turns into a nightmare, nightmare murderscape, and they're screaming at her to jump to her death. And she's, like, well, I don't know. I should. And, and she still morph, can't, uh, They eh. morph from people to these monster Yeah, to try things. to, like, pull her in and drown her. They try to blow up the bridge so they will cascade off the train into a ravine and explode. So what you're saying is, well, on your first point, Disney, I can't think of any representation of anyone even being kind of suicidal. No. Or even hinted at being suicidal in a Disney movie. I could be wrong. If you guys can think I mean, of an instance. Eeyore? Oh my god. Uh, he doesn't ever threaten suicide, he's just depressed. No, he's definitely our version of suicide. Of like, oh man, I don't actively want to die, myself. but if I just lay if here... I could just stop existing, that'd be great. Oh god, yeah, no, you're no, right. we're not going to talk about that. No, we really shouldn't. <laughs> we really shouldn't all talk about our crippling anxiety and depression. No, because that was our last episode that was super sad. You so. know what, I actually re-listened to that, and I, I don't think the horrible Disney Lessons was a horrible episode. I think it was a pretty solid episode with some dark fair. moments. Yeah, it means Just like Anastasia. Moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say with Anastasia, uh, so, and I think you're right, with... so, so the only, and a lot of this I think is interesting because what Anastasia came out in the 90s, uh, mid to late 90s, no, actually mid 90s, and, um, and same kind of with Swan Princess where that whole idea of like beauty isn't everything, isn't mm-hmm. something that Disney really tackled with women anyway. No, beauty was later, everything until later a on, lot of Disney. Until much later on where yeah. there was more to the relationship than you're beautiful and more to yeah. the Let's actual, get married. And yeah. more to the actual character. Yeah. Uh, and so I think a lot of these non-Disney movies that kind of seem like Disney are 
a little bit ahead of Disney society. Oh, I absolutely would agree. Yeah. Um, and they teach better comes, lessons. Yeah. And because as far as demons go, at least, so they didn't tackle demons pretty much, yeah, since, like, Fantasia. Yeah, that was really Princess um, and the I Frog. think, I think, um... Okay. That's, okay, that's actually where I was getting to. Princess is, and the Frog. Yeah, thank like you the, for cutting off my point and undermining it. Thank you so much. No, so here's what I was going to say is... They're kind of ahead of Disney because Disney didn't return to demons or the idea of, like, possession yeah. or the underworld, like, influencing your life in a negative way or dragging you down to hell for, like, 50 years. Yep. And that's when they kind of, like, started to dabble back into it. And I think it. a lot of it was is so, like, you kind of had Maleficent referencing, you know, the powers of hell or whatnot yeah. in Sleeping Beauty. Dark powers. Yeah, I think she says hell, actually. Oh, does she? I think so. I've seen Sleeping Beauty once. That's fine, it's boring. When I was 16. No, it's yeah, boring. Yeah, it was boring. It's so boring, and the songs are not that great. So, the fairies are fun. The fairies are the only fun part. The pink-blue argument. The pink and the cake. I love the cake scene. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, what would you say is one of the, like, defining... In Anastasia? Yeah. Non-Disney characteristics. So, actually, one thing I'm going to say is Disney, while they hire, you know, maybe semi-kind of famous actors to play parts, like, you know, you'll recognize voices and things. But they're very, they've always worked for Disney. Well, not necessarily that, but, like, they're people that aren't so big that when you hear their voice, you're like, oh, it's it's that guy. Yeah. Like, later on, you might be like, oh, yeah, that guy, he was in that TV show that one time that I yeah. really liked. But I think with a major exception for Pixar, Disney Pixar, who okay. will hire Ellen DeGeneres or yes. hire The Rock is in Moana. Yeah, or hire oh, that uh, one guy Tom from Hanks. Scrubs who was a hypochondriac and thought he got tennis elbow. He was uh, the imaginary friend in Inside Out. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. I know Lewis Black was anger. That's all I remember. There's, I will get show a picture and you'll know so, exactly. So okay, I'm so about. and they will hire big actors. Like in Toy Story, you definitely had Tom Hanks yeah. and um, uh, Alan. Tom Hanks and Alan. Yeah, Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah, that guy, Richard Kind. Okay, but he's not as big as like. No, I would say his voice is very recognizable, though. Sure, yeah, his voice is very recognizable. So I guess unless you obsessively watch Scrubs like I do, you're not going to watch Inside Out and be like, oh, it's a hypochondriac with a tennis elbow. No, so... That tried to sue Turpleton. One of the things that I think about is Anastasia hired actors that were some of the biggest actors at the time. Oh, absolutely. Like, you had freaking uh, John Cusack. Yep. And Meg Ryan. And Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I don't know if you remember the 90s. Yeah. But John Cusack and Meg Ryan were uh, basically, basically the, the 90s. 90s. Especially if you were watching a romantic comedy. Oh, so much. Like, especially Meg Ryan. Like, how many? Oh, come on. Yeah. That, the Kate 90s. Kate Leopold. Sleep was. In Seattle? No, was that no. it? No. While you were sleeping? No. no, that was a horror movie. <laughs> no, was it? While you were sleeping? Wait. No, that was, uh... What was the one with the... One. No, I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah. Um, uh... While you were sleeping with Sandra Bullock. Um... Christopher Lloyd was in it. He was Rasputin. Yeah. 
Oh, I never knew that. Christopher Lloyd connection. Angela Lansbury. Was also in a Disney movie, though. So Kelsey Grammer. Oh my god, Kelsey Grammer? He was in Vladimir. Bernadette Peters. <gasps> yeah. Okay, but Bernadette Peters was also in a Disney movie. Uh, Kirsten Dunst was young Anastasia. Okay, but she wasn't famous yet, really. But was she? No. She was in an interview with a vampire. Which was she a was a child. child. That was like three years later. Was it? Yeah. Mm, 94? 94. I thought it came out after. Never mind. We Googled it. 94. So three years prior to this movie. She had already been in an interview with a vampire. She had already been in an interview with a vampire. So she was already With Brad Pitt, with Tom Cruise. She already was well on her, like... So that's what I'm saying. It's like, you don't find casts like that in Disney movies very often. Like, you'll have, like, maybe one big actor, like Ellen Mm -hmm. DeGeneres or The Rock. Yeah. I mean, with maybe an exception for, you know, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen in Toy Story. Mm Mm-hmm. I said I figured it out. What was it? When did Interview with the Vampire come out? We were trying to figure out when Kirsten Dunst got famous. Yep. Good job. Jesus. Yes, Avant. Go back to your hole. (laughs) (laughs) We can keep that in. (laughs) Back to your hole. Um... Yeah, no, so... Uh, and other, holy shit, you're absolutely right. Like, huge names. Same with Titan A.E. Like, that's actually where I was going next. Huge. I, and if you haven't seen Titan A.E., maybe oh, I already said this, I don't want to Watch it right, goddamn meow. Like it's one of my favorite <laughs> sci-fi animated features. Ever. And I freaking love sci-fi, and it's really interesting, and it, you know, tackles the whole issue of what happens after Earth is destroyed, and mm-hmm. you end up in an unfriendly universe and have to make alien pals, and also Matt Damon is there. Yeah. And Drew Barrymore is there. <laughs> Matt Damon's there. And John Leguizamo is there. And Janine Garofalo is there. And Nathan Lane is there. So like, like everybody is there. Your all of your friends are there in space with you. Ron Perlman. Bill Pullman. Wait, Ron Perlman is that too? Ron Perlman, yeah. Oh my God, who was he? He was the professor, Professor Sam. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. He was in it too. There, yeah. Like everybody was in that movie as well. It was a good time. So it was. I, tight, and, okay, so Titan A.E. actually brings up another point of how you can tell something that isn't a Disney movie, especially if it's animated. Think about the age of the characters in Titan A.E. They're all in their 20s and older. Exactly. Like, minimum, like, maybe 18. Right. And all of the single adults aren't evil. Yep. So, um, or bad. Also, or whatever. hella violence and blood. I don't remember a ton of blood. I remember, okay, as a child growing up on Disney, compared to Disney, there was a lot of blood. That's fair, because there's no blood in Disney. Also, terrifying, like, alien demons. The aliens. The energy. Yeah, the energy aliens aliens were horrifying. Yeah. And then there was the weird, like, almost religious, like, Bat bird people on that one. They were so planet. cool though. They were They're really so cool, cool. But super and just pointing creepy. at things. Yup. And then all of them sacrificed themselves because they knew they had to get these people to their ship to take the, the signal, what the thing to go create the new planet or something, the, yeah. so it wouldn't be they the end of the find, galaxy. They had to go find the ark to go yeah. activate it and start a new planet yeah. and whatnot. Because that was the only way to defeat the energy well, people. And you know what? I've actually gotten to fights with people about Titan A before, and we can totally cut this out later. No, let's... Because it's the whole idea that, like, well, obviously there are garden worlds. Garden world is kind of the um, astronaut, astronomer parlance for a world that could support life. Yes. Specifically human life. Yes. Uh, Garden being a reference to Eden. Yes. Anyway, so... um, uh, So the whole idea is, yeah, there's definitely garden worlds out there because these human beings that are out in space you know, colonies adrift and whatnot, yeah. do encounter alien life. So there must be livable, habitable, 
habitable worlds out there. Okay. So why do they have to go create their own effing planet? Why don't they just find an uninhabited garden, garden world they and need inhabit a home. it? Okay, but here's the thing. Also, in space, you don't know if, like, the water's going to be acid. Well, and then that's kind of the point I'm getting at. Is yeah. I don't know how you guys, if you guys know, but space is kind of big. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I've heard whispers and the idea, and like a garden world, like a truly like viable planet is like, it's not just a needle in a haystack. It's like a needle in 10,000 haystacks uh, in zero gravity, also with like pseudo mirror reflection haystacks. And there's a lot of fake needles. And it's also on fire. Yes. And also you're blind. And, and you're blind. And you're like, probably like chained to a desk. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to pee really badly. Oh my god. Yeah, try focusing with that all going on. Yeah. Find your garden world. And your older brother's there tapping you on the forehead telling you to recite oh, like he, cereal. Or he's got you pinned to the floor and he's going to spit in your ear. You know, mine never did that, but well, that's because mom was not, how, which was really funny. No, they're not going to spit in your ear. They're going to loogie in your mouth. Ooh. Ooh, that's so much worse. <laughs> Wait, did Michael loogie in your mouth? No. Ooh. He threatened it once, and then, like, I punched him, and I was like, never do that And again. that's how you deal with older brothers. <laughs> Pam would pin us down and do this. Why? And make us recite ten different cereal brands. What the fuck, and Pam? And would stop until we recited them. Make him listen to this episode just so he can hear this. What the fuck, Cam? <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck. Here's our shout out to my older brother. What the fuck? In fact, everybody take this moment. If you have an older brother and he was an asshole, text him, call him, whatever, or just play this to him. Hey, older brother, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? What the literal fuck, you little sociopath? Get therapy already. Anyway, let's yeah. move on. Glossing. So there's some other Disney m- movies that aren't Disney. Yes. Uh, there's... And literally hundreds, we've talked about them. Yes. Uh, let's see. There's what are some so other things. signs that what you're watching is not Disney? Okay. My personal favorite that I have absorbed over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Disney usually tries to have very uplifting messages. Be true to yourself. Friendship. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, they never really teach that lesson well. But you can tell they're trying to kind of convince the viewers that, like, friendship's important until you get married and find your prince and then you run away into the sunset. Anyways, my but favorite lesson. what else is lesson, there? <laughs> the marriage is off! <sighs> you should write a book. How to offend, offend women, women in, in five, five words syllables or less. Oh, five syllables less. That's five words or less. So close. Oh, I love that movie. It's Anyways, so good. my absolute favorite. Um, sparking a very... Deep-seated, emotionally driven, intense need to protect the environment. Yeah. And honestly, that's been a very new thing for Disney Pixar recently. Yeah, I don't think they've tackled um, that until... Finding Nemo a little bit is like, animal conservation! Well, yeah, mostly they're like, when you and kidnap animals from the sea, they're sad. Their parents will miss them! Yeah. Like, that's about it. And um, even though said that hard-hitting. Yeah, no. Happy Feet got into it, but I don't it think Happy Feet lost. was Disney. I think it's DreamWorks. Was it? I don't it know. DreamWorks. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. It doesn't even count that. Also, yeah. that one was a weird one, so we won't even mention also, that. Also, yeah, Elijah Wood, do something else. Just an idea. Please. Um, so, first one we bring up, Fern Gully. 
Well, that's pretty much the definitive. It is the ultimate where pollution and smog is voiced by Tim Curry. Which he is the ultimate bad guy unless you're watching, you know, the Wild Thornberries. Exactly. I can't make the noise. (laughs) Not the Thornberry. (laughs) (laughs) So somebody made a music mix of Blah 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 by Kesha, but replaced it with Nightmare's <laughs> Thornberry's, like, <laughs> That's so great. I was the greatest. Uh, Anyways. Sorry, Fern Gully. Fern Gully. Tim so, Curry was in it also. It's deforestation. It's killing animals. It's, it's animal testing. trees. It's animal testing. Yeah. It is everything across the board of, like, raising... This generation of empowered children. Just super concerned with the environment and what yeah, we're doing to it. Like, yeah, that are like, Because I don't know about you, but, like, when I was a kid, even in elementary school and watching Fern Gully, like, I honestly thought, like, like, deforestation was one of those things that, like, I grew up thinking, like, literally we have no rainforest left. We yeah. have killed them all. No, exactly. I 100% was like, there's, like, nothing there's left. only, like, two rainforests Maybe left. there's two trees there's if we're two. lucky. Yeah. There's two no, not two rainforests. rainforests. No, two rainforest. rainforest. <laughs> Singular. There's like two left. Um, you know, even to the point where, like, as a kid, when I would see kids go up and like start carving into trees, you'd be like, no. Yeah, no, it like it hurt me. No, and I was definitely that kid if I ever like. Can't you feel its pain? Yeah, I'm really yep. empathetic that way. Right? Not, yeah. Not to humans, but to things right? that don't feel like things. trees and animals. And animals. They the can't defend themselves. Yeah, the things that can't themselves. Okay, so this is going to be a slight tangent for me as a child growing up. Us tangents never. What? Um, so specifically in the movie Fern Gully, there is a scene where the human, where Zach and the fairy chick are, she's trying to show him the wonders of the rainforest. So very Pocahontas-y, but he doesn't want to kill her because, you know, exactly. it's not John Smith. Exactly. Um, so they're hopping across these mushrooms, like trying to go find a place to go to bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this song starts you just, up. Well, the way you said that, I mean, it's not like they're going to go fuck on a mushroom. I mean, they might as well have. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's nature. There was that other, never mind. There's so many weird scenes in this movie. Auditory viewers, if you've never seen Fern Gully, I need you to see it. You can, you can write me out. find it like somewhere. Anywhere. Go probably. to like. Any like blockbuster video, short time travel <laughs> a little bit, it's worth it. I promise. Anyway, so Raffi uh sings one of the songs about oh, that's like, right, you were the show magic me that. of the forest yeah. and like raindrops and shit. Other thing I grew up with, specifically tied to Fern Gully, Raffi. Well, we should draw this back really quick. Disney, I don't know if you've noticed, once again, does not have a lot of super hyper-political messages no, in their films. they very specifically, I think, keep it very vanilla because the last thing they yeah. want is a controversy. Exactly. Okay, now go. Whereas these other, like, studios Dreamworks, Dreamworks are like... doesn't give a shit! Fucking yeah, like, controversy all over the place. Or whatever. I just love that, like, Fern Gully, despite being whatever the fuck Fern Gully is, still managed to get some pretty big names at the time. Right? Isn't that nuts? I love it. Like, Christian Slater at that point... I'm amazed Sigourney Weaver wasn't in it, honestly. Was, like, a literal heartthrob. Like, he was one of those guys that, like, he had done Little girls had posters everywhere, wanted to marry him. And then then he started playing, like, serial killers and, like, weirdos and shit. Uh, You know. Yeah. Um, So Raffi has a song called Joshua Giraffe, and it is literally about 
this very sad baby giraffe that lives in a zoo. He was taken from his mother. People throw peanuts and, like, caramel apples at him. And he's always sticky. And his mom can't reach him because he's kept in a separate cage. And he's, like, so heartbroken. So he falls asleep one night and has this, once again, traumatic fever dream about, like, being in the forest and, like, in the jungle. And then I think maybe an orangutan or something, like, is telling him... Don't worry, Joshua. You're going to be free one day. Like, all the animals are going to be free. Don't worry. And then an environmental, like, terrorism group shows up at the zoo, cuts all the animals loose, and just lets them go. In, like, Central Park. Yeah. And, like, the entire point of the song is you should let all the animals free to go live, like, wherever they need to be, and if you see one, just leave them alone. It's fine, because they deserve to be there just as much as you do. Go set the animals free. Okay, so um, I'm going to add a caveat here. It's like I know not all zoos are fantastic. However, zoos, I'm going to give them a shout-out, do some zoos, not all zoos. Oh, absolutely. Do some great work as far as conservation goes and in a, you know, endangered species. Yeah, and like, a lot of times they will only the, well, they take have to. in animals that wouldn't survive otherwise in the wild. Right, and I'm, and I'm not saying all zoos no, are and great, and I'm not great. saying all zoos are bad, but do your research before you start, you know, freeing animals. Yeah, don't go, it's very <laughs> illegal. Also, like, you know, lions loose in Central Park is it's not a, a good thing. It's a great news story. It is. And for my own job, yes, please that go do great. that. However... But I'm not telling you to do that. I'm don't. just saying it would be a great news story if you did. Author's note, don't do that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, you know, uh, as a child of the 90s, I grew up with these very, very strongly influenced, like, environmental... Animals, protect animal them. The rights, environment. Animal testing is bad. Yeah. And... Disney never did that. Along with that... Disney did not give me that. Another movie that I grew up with. Once Upon a Forest. Okay. And I know neither I'm of you have seen I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah. So the movie starts out, there's this little, there's a badger and he's a teacher mm-hmm. and he teaches this little, I think it's a skunk and a raccoon and a mole and a squirrel or something. Yeah. So and it's like Bambi on shrooms. Basically. And then these people come in and gas the forest to get rid of the pet, the pests because they're too close to a farm. So they're just gassing the area to try to kill any pests. What the literal fuck? Yup. So the See, you know I was raised sister, in the 90s because that offends me. Yup. Little skunk sister gets poisoned and they're like, the only way is to find this flower that grows on this cliffside and you tiny animals, I'm too sick, says the badger teacher. And like all your parents are sick and like everyone's going to die unless you can go find this flower. Kids, you're the only ones that haven't been affected by this. So they go on this harrowing journey and they have to go through like a construction site and they call them yellow dragons, the huge like bobcats and like the drills and everything. And there's this weird Baptist bird community and one of the birds gets stuck in like a tar pit left by one of the uh, huge machines and all the birds are like, oh, well, he's going to die. And they're having a funeral for this alive bird that's just, oh like, slowly God. dying in the sludge. I'm not dead yet. Exactly. So then the kids are like, um... Why don't you rescue him? We're going to save him instead. And they're like, no, no, nothing's going to rescue him. This is just... It's the God's will. will of the it's forest. It's just going to happen. Oh, my God, Lou. I think this movie is <laughs> tapping into something. So then they're like, nah, fuck that shit. And they rescue this little bird. And then they're like, oh, my God, you're right. And there's this huge, like, choir Baptist, like, 
song and dance no no but actually 100% that right there yes and I will post this song um and it keeps going and going and going until they eventually have to create this like Michelangelo flying machine what the fuck is this movie I will find it and we're gonna watch it no I don't want it I think I like your description better than whatever the movie is gonna be so they finally get the flower and they go back and then as they're going back to go and rescue all the animals um, it turns out their parents aren't dead. Um, a bunch of, like, uh, pest control people went through and, like, scooped up the good pests, quote-unquote, before they gassed the area, and then they released them back when it was safe again. So their parents never died. And then they got the potion back to the little sister, and then she came back to and she was fine. And the object lesson was... Don't gas forests? Don't gas animals, because, like... They're people, too? Yeah, because they're people, too. Also, don't leave your bird to die in a tar pit, because it's not God's will. But don't like, worry. Pull them out. Because I'm pretty sure Dawn ran all those commercials where they basically save all the birds that get tracked yeah, to the noise Yeah, absolutely. Bills. So don't worry. Dawn is um, handling it. You don't have to do anything. I just remembered another movie that we forgot to mention. Okay, go ahead. The Princess and the Goblin. Oh, no, The Cobbler. No. Oh. Princess and the Goblin. I'm the thief and the cobbler. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you're it was doing... major stranger okay, danger. Okay, so what about that is like... No, it's not environmental at all. No, I no, just, no, my no, no. I'm just... not saying environmental, but what about that? Watching it, you'll know it's definitely not Disney. Oh, God. Everything about it. Okay, uh, but give me hyper, like, the highlight. Hypersexualized, really weird goblin mother. Okay, but hypersexualization doesn't exactly you know deter me, me from it not being Disney. A picture. Because, like, think about Ursula for a second. Like, her titties were bouncing all over the place during her songs. Okay. And she was super curvy, and she talked about it being about the body. Body language. Okay, her boobs are a little even more out of proportionate than um, and she's, like, in a really abusive relationship with her husband. Wait, is she the abuser? Yes. Okay, I was about to say, definitely. Yes. Um, no, I honestly don't remember the point of this movie at all. It was just fucking weird. It was, like, a, a ghost grandmother who, like, had magic thread for her granddaughter. And, like, the granddaughter Wait, that's wanted the grandmother? to... That's the grandmother? What is and the grandmother? Like, it looks exactly like a Disney princess, except I, they added, like, two more lines to her face. Right? I don't... I don't know. Like, this was the little girl. Um, oh, they kept trying to kidnap her, the goblins were, to force her to marry their son. Ew. Yeah, to, like, join their kingdoms. But she was like, nah, I don't want to be a Maybe goblin wife. That sounds awful. Um, and there was a lot of wine in it. They had a lot of alcohol in it. They had alcohol in Disney movies. Dumbo did, did. Dumbo, they had a whole scene about drinking. Okay, yes. Post. Post. Post Golden Age. Post, like, 1940s. Yeah. There's got to be another one with drinking in it, right? What? Disney movie. With alcohol with in alcohol. it? With alcohol. What was the one you listed? Post Dumbo. Dumbo. <laughs> right? Brave? They're Scottish, of course they drank. Right. Um. Uh, oh, yeah. um. The King! In, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you thinking about the one in Cinderella? Uh, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, he was that's a drunk post too. Post gold, Golden Era. No, that's what we're saying. It's post yeah. Golden Era. They don't really have a yeah, lot. Yeah, exactly. The King in Sleeping Beauty, isn't Sleeping Beauty still the Golden Era? No, it's Silver Age. 
Oh so, my god. Sorry, okay. I can't keep it straight. Yeah, uh, no, but yeah, I think... Snow White is the only Golden Age princess. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go, whatever. So I think, um, yeah, there was the super red-faced king. I thought that was... Is it Sleeping Beauty? I, Sleeping thought, I thought it was Cinderella was the no, red-faced king. Sleeping Beauty's king, king is... Because no, it's the super red-faced king is Cinderella. Is there is also it? a drunk one that's... Yeah, he's, he's the one that's, like, constantly getting mad at that slim, tall servant in blue oh, with mutton yeah. chops is that, that had to go... No, no, I'm talking about oh, Cinderella. sorry. Is like it Cinderella? Yeah. And remember, because he's always, like, threatening to kill that guy who had to go around and then just forcibly put women in shoes that didn't fit? I do not. I haven't seen Cinderella forever, uh, It's fine. I remember that. Okay. I do yeah, not yeah, remember yeah. that. I don't know if, I don't know no, if he I'm was a drunk. About... I always just assumed that because he was red-faced no, that he was a drunk. I think he just had anger issues. So that's also dark. But, so, what I'm talking about is the drunk king in Sleeping Beauty who is basically like, we joined our kingdoms, and he's like, Oh, when they're babies? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, like, the tall one that's... Yeah, and then there's the Aurora's short... dad. Yeah. And, and he's very short... solemn. And then there's, like, the Do more... you remember the drunk demon skeleton in Last Unicorn? Fuck no, I do not, Lou. I don't remember Last Unicorn, like, at all. He got all red-faced and drunk. They Even gave though him... he's a skeleton. Yeah, well, that's because they gave him not a real wine, because he can't actually drink wine, so they gave him an empty wine bottle to trick him. He was like, it's such a fine year, and kept chugging and getting more and more drunk. These and... two. Yes. Yeah, he was definitely a drunk. Was he? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Sloshing wine around. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Okay. A lot. Once again. Years <laughs> so that's multiple scenes. And I would just say, but even then, what, like, those came out in, like, the 50s and 60s. So, but I'm trying to think, like, modern Disney, like, Renaissance Besides or Revival, brain. like, any of the more, yeah, I mean, they were Scottish, so Which, that's different. I guess they get yeah. an exception. They get to right, drink they ale. They get a pass. Oh, in Tangled, you did, they did walk into a tavern. Okay. There was drinking the that happened duck, there. The happy yeah. duckling? It was, yeah. So they were drinking. Snuggly duckling. Snuggly duckling. They were drinking in there. There you go. So okay. that's, those are the references I can think um, of. Well, I'm going to say... Drinking is very rare in Disney nowadays. Yes. Um, it's a level. And even then, like, a lot of times, even though alcohol is featured, they don't necessarily drink it or portray drunkenness. Yeah. So if that's happening... Probably not Disney, unless it's Dumbo, and then it's definitely Disney. If you didn't know that, why are you listening to this podcast? This was accidental. Um, Going back to Disney princesses being beautiful, and that's how you know it's a Disney princess. Shrek? No, I was going to say the last unicorn. They keep telling her how beautiful she is, and she's like, yeah, I know, bitch, whatever, get away from me. (laughs) She's like, I'm a unicorn, motherfucker, Audi. That's the right attitude to have. Like, you don't have to be polite just because people are giving you creepy, unsolicited comments. No, the greatest thing, any ladies listening to this, when a guy gives you, like, a compliment that you don't really want to talk to, just say, yeah, uh uh-huh. I know. And he'll call Isn't you it great. And he'll call you a bitch. He'll Trust call me. you a slut. He'll say it wasn't true. He was just trying to get your attention. You're actually fat. You're not actually smart. Yeah. No, as soon as you like agree with a guy when they give you a compliment, like oh, as it's soon so as great. like if a guy is like, Oh yeah, you're super pretty, and you're like, Oh, thank you, I know. Yeah. Oh, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, now you're an overconfident cut face. Yup. And it's the greatest thing ever. Ten out of ten. Recommend. It kind of sustains me. That's now how I'm feeding myself. I used to do photosynthesis, but I mean, now it's since the like, sun is dying slowly. Fuck boy aggression. Yeah, now I feed off of unsolicited, you know, aggression after unsolicited compliments. Yup. Ten out of ten. Recommend. Mm. Palpable. Oh, too much slurpy sound. Perfect.
Natalie, you can cut this out in post. <laughs> okay, so what's another one? What? Oh, good. What is something else that you would say is a... Um, I would also say... Shooting star. So I think about Disney, and maybe not so much in recent Disney, because I think Tangled is a really good example of how this kind of counteracts what I'm about to say. But I think Disney, for so many, many years, was so focused on the relationship over the journey... Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, like, we've talked about it before. Like, it has taken so long, and the reason that I appreciate Tangled so much. And I would say, I know you haven't seen it, but Moana their, is also a yeah, good case of this. The and journey Brave. of their relationship yeah. building versus but not even meet just, cute in love and then the journey. Right, but not even like the journey being about the relationship because in no, most it's, of those, it's no, the it's journey. It's, it's the, like, yeah, it's like you're developing as a character and also, oh, this romance is happening because it's fun and it gives yes. you a little personality interest, I guess. Exactly. Uh, but, so I think there's a couple of non-Disney Disney that might seem like Disney initially because they fill in a lot of the, uh, you know, Disney check marks yeah and this is another one that uh your sister actually jen brought up on our facebook page yes uh when we brought this up the road to el dorado yes okay and so the road to el dorado is shout out to my sister thank you you and husband for listening to our drunken ramblings yay we could all do it in person if you want yeah. <laughs> Live podcast. We'll record it and we'll see if it worked. Ooh, uh, probably not. So, um, with the road to El Dorado, like, you have a couple of things that I think are sort of not Disney red flags. Uh, so you have, first of all, the adventure is about two men. It's not a man and a woman or a man mm-hmm. singular, because a woman singular never goes on a mission by herself in Disney. Exactly. Except for Brave. Um... And Moana, I guess, but she wasn't alone. No, The Rock was there. So Brave, I guess, is really the solid example mm-hmm. of that. And Mulan, I guess, unless you want to count Mushu. Yeah, because she doesn't technically wasn't alone. And yeah, because he was a sentient, <laughs> yeah. sentient being. Yeah, Sorry. so I'm trying to think if there's any others where like yeah, which one Mulan? Like a journey, you know, like you have you have to traverse, you have to like leave. the hero's journey. Yeah, 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 the hero. exactly. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, so, but I think what's really interesting about The Road to El Dorado is, first of all, it's two dudes together, and it's about their relationship, it's about their friendship, which I don't think in Disney you've seen since, like, The Fox and the Hound. Oh, and it ended so poorly. And this one didn't. This one ended well, so that's okay. Uh, So I think that right there is kind of like, why is it about two men? And I've heard that originally um, it was supposed to be a relationship between Miguel and Tulio? I don't know if that's true. Honestly, once again, like, I am just so well, aggressively I mean, they, romantic in my friendships. Well, but I think it that's probably exactly could it. have they, been. They edited it later. No, honestly, yeah. had they not edited it, part of me might have been like, they're just best friends. They like to kiss like, before life-threatening situations. You know, if we were about to die, Christy, I'd kiss you goodbye. I would kiss you. Exactly. I, don't like, even, I wouldn't even say no homo. Right, no. About to die. Who needs that kind yeah, of negativity exactly. in the world? Who just needs that kind of negativity in the world, period? Ever. Ever. Yeah, no. Like, come on, just love. Just like, a little I'm not bit saying homo. love sexually. I'm just saying love. Yeah. Just love, period. Who they are. Yep. Exactly. Oh, so I think I could have watched it. Even as in is. full, them holding hands, kissing before they Getting die. Getting way being too like, close to each other's faces. Like the I part don't do that ever. Where, like, my favorite part is, like, <laughs> when Tulio is, like, holding up Miguel when he's, like, they're on the ship mm-hmm. stowed away or whatever, and he, like, pushes his head with the, he pushes his butt with his head, like, I, full on, like, 
face and butt like he's been there before. I have 100% done that to people when they, like, won't get out of the car fast enough. I will headbutt their butt. And they'll be like, <laughs> get out! I've done that. Once again, my friendships reach a level. And all of my best friends can attest to this. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Christy, Madeline, Marin, Erica, any of y'all. Any y'all. Another thing that I was going to say about, besides it being two men. The Rodale Dorado. Yes. Okay. Um, was that they aren't, like, the sexuality between, like, two characters or, like, between Tulio and Shell okay. is, like, not explicit, but it's there. You like, mean they were obviously, like, making out and not married? Yes. And sucking it's, dick? Yeah, yeah. probably. Definitely. Well, also they like have like noodle. they have like a whole conversation, Miguel and Tulio, where neither of them is wearing pants. Yeah, the number of times. Um, <laughs> the other thing about that is, and it goes back to the thing I was telling you about Titan AE, is the age of the characters is so not Disney. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. like they're adults. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I think the only time you ever get like adult characters in Disney as the main characters is when they're actually animals or toys yeah, or cars or planes. Ooh, I don't care for that at all. Like if it's a person, we will never talk about cars or planes unless we're shitting on it. Okay. Um, another big one, we mentioned it already, but I think it was very formative, not only for us as children, but I think Disney probably took a lot of um, inspiration from it. But, Lou, you wanted yeah. to talk about The Last Unicorn. So badly do I want to talk okay. about it. Okay, this is your time. First of all, auditory viewers, um, I believe it's on Netflix, The Last Unicorn. It is a 1970s cartoon 70s? hellscape. I'm pretty sure it's 70s. Or it's the early 80s. Jesus. Late 70s, early 80s. It is an old cartoon. I had no idea that was... It was that old when I was younger. I just think the animation was a little different from, like, Aladdin and The Little Mermaid and Mer and Mer. Anyways, so it's so very much not Disney now as an adult. But when you're a kid... It says princesses it's a and unicorns. It's probably exactly. Disney. Exactly. It's 82. 82. There we go. Oh, wow. So some of the very defining moments now that have stuck with me as an adult. Um, there's a scene where... Uh, Amalthea, she is the unicorn, ends up getting kidnapped by a crazy witch into a traveling circus. And, you know, the witch is so excited because she only has one other real mythical creature. Otherwise, she just casts spells on all the old animals to look like mythological creatures. So the other real creature is a harpy, and it is a giant vulture with, I think, three exposed breasts (gasps) with nipples. Oh, the boobs have nipples. Boobs nipples. And I don't know why it didn't occur to me as a kid of, like, you know, that's not normal for, like, my standard cartoons. Like, they normally don't show that. So, listeners, if you see a cartoon with exposed nipples, here's a hint. It's probably not Disney. Probably not Disney. Probably not. Or you're in some really weird deviant art, and, I mean... Move. Get out. Mm. Google something mm. else. Turn your safe search on. Turn um, anything else. Unless you're into that. And then maybe don't be. Or just, do. I don't just. Or do. Just don't tell us about it. Yeah. Like, that. we don't care. Be whatever you want. Do whatever you want. But don't ruin my childhood. But, like, don't say. Send... We're already ruining it enough. I know. We're already looking at pictures of Ariel with long poop strings. Yep. Yep. Beast has a dog <sighs> penis. You know, all that, yes. 
Anyways, so another moment in The Last Unicorn of what the fuckery. So there is a magician. I don't remember his name. I'm blanking on it completely. Anyways, uh, he gets really excited because they find Robin Hood and Maid Marian. But it's after, like, it's years down the road of Robin and Maid Marian. Maid Marian is furious that the unicorn finally has shown up. Now that she's no longer a pure, young, virtuous girl, her life has been hard. She has struggled so much. She starts sobbing and screaming at the unicorn. And for some reason, they get kidnapped. They get held hostage. Who knows? I don't know. Disney um, plots don't make any more sense than the that The magician either. gets tied to a tree. Like you do. Uh, yeah, because they're like, hey, we're just going to leave you to die out here exposed oh, to the elements. Sure. So he goes, no, no, no. I know a way out of this. I'm a magician. I'm going to do He's a dislocate my shoulder. terrible magician. Oh, no. And, um, as he's tied to the tree, he's trying to come up with a spell to loosen the ropes. Instead, he gives the tree life, and she becomes Whoa. a very heavily breasted tree woman that is in love with him and wants to fuck him. In no uncertain terms. Is she going to, like, how, though? I don't know. She thinks she's a person. She's a weeping willow with huge breasts, and he's, like, tied between them. It's horrifying. She how then realizes... How did this not leave such an impression on you as a child? It's, are you kidding? It's so much of an impression. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, like, and at this point, he's already turned the unicorn into Princess Amalthea, the pretty blonde girl, whatever, I yeah. think. So the tree is furious and jealous and realizes that he is going to try to leave her to go be with the princess. Wow. So she tries. This, this is a really negative view she of starts women so far. threatening and screaming how she's going to, I believe, kill the princess. And he's going to be with her. And he's freaking out. And he's trying to remember the spell to turn her back to a tree. And she's like, no, no, don't make me like not alive anymore like please so please horrifying. keep me alive uh and then he turns her back into a tree because like disney has and the object lesson is that was fucking weird kids <laughs> let's continue so it's disney does have these moments that you know you start to wonder about sentience and the meaning of life and mm -hmm. like for the instance of in in frozen you have uh this no josh gad's the weird character snowman. The snowman yeah, yeah snowman olaf olaf thank you the snowman as a child i thought it was you know, Disney, and now as an adult, it is very obviously, holy shit snacks, not Disney Bale. Yeah, no, it's not. Right? I, yeah. I mean... Although Disney does have a problem sometimes with, like, uh, like, we talked about this before with the, uh, the female version of, um, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch and oh, the Lilo and yeah. Stitch sequel, how they, like, kind of give it boobs. Yeah. But not because you can't. And they also did the same thing yeah. with uh, Bianca from Rescuers. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They give them, like, feminine yeah. figures. Well, and I mean, I guess in The Last Unicorn's defense, It's not as bad as, he like, giant like, titties. makes it a person, almost. Like, a sentient... Well, oh, that's exactly. That's what I was going to talk about. Is Disney does raise a lot of questions about yeah. sentience and objects. Like, yeah. like, the entire household staff of Beauty and the Beast. Yep. But not just that. Like, the animals within the Disney universe that... The squirrel... Have in sentience. Sword in the Stone that falls in love, love with, with uh, Arthur, Arthur as, a as a squirrel. Right. Oh. I mean, but you also have issues like Iago, who seems to be the only creature animal in, in Aladdin. All of Aladdin. 
like Abu is there and he's smart, but he still can't manage human speech. And yeah. He's way closer on like the evolutionary like scale, scale to right? humans. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess uh, uncomfortable questions about you know sentience and intelligence and life aren't mm-hmm. exclusive to non Disney things, but they usually don't just slap a giant pair of tits on them in Disney. Yeah. No, that's really fair. Um, and, I mean... Can you imagine if Mrs. Potts had boobs? <laughs> what, what would they even be for? Please don't draw that for us. I'm Somebody sure draw it for us. Draw it, please. Um, I want to see Mrs. Potts with functional oh, breasts. But, so, like, you tip forward and it's like... Uh-huh. D- oh, tea comes out. Double tea cups. <gasps> yes. Oh. Yep. Yep. I feel. Uh, I mean, that's not what it was. But could in you imagine Alice in Wonderland? They had the weird teapot with the multiple spouts. Oh off the yeah, spouts yeah. Those are all like, penises, definitely. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's kind of like I don't know. It makes you wonder what Chip's childhood really would have been like. Yeah. If uh, no, his doesn't. mom was just two Madonna cone breasts oh. that spewed tea. I think he would have just broken himself. Goodbye, cruel world. I won't live like this for ten more years. Besides, this is uh, a... Yeah, no, yeah. he didn't have a good life yeah. waiting for him. Just some good old-fashioned European feudalism or some bullshit. I honestly... Like, I know that Disney had large-breasted characters, but I feel like specifically... You never saw a nipple. The movies that I watched as a kid that had, like, aggressively titted characters were the non-Disney ones. Aggressively titted. Thumbelina, Mama Toad. Yeah. Voiced by Charo. Who I'm in love with. Okay, but she oh was awful Chattel. dancing with the stars. Oh, I don't even give a shit. Yeah. That's fine. I'm just saying that's the most because recent thing I've like. Because her as Mama Toad and singing the song of like, if you want to be famous, forget your lover. Who gives a shit? What's he going to do for you? Nothing. Don't have babies. Nope. Babies poop and cry and like they're awful and you're going to have, your, you're going to make dinner. Honestly. You're going to be trapped at home with a crying, pooping child and you're going to be making dinner for the rest of your life. Be famous and dance instead. How and I, as a kid, was like, yeah. How come Disney didn't teach us that? Do that instead. Disney should have taught me that instead. I mean, no, instead yeah. they taught you that singing solves all your problems. I mean, I guess the good thing in Thumbelina is the lesson at the very end was opposed to Disney, where it's the first person who loves you and shows appreciation for your physical attributes, marry them. Put it on lock, fucking store it, lock it down, marriage right meow, three days later, do the thing. Okay, gonna Thumbelina do it. is like, um, you don't love them. Why would you marry them? And just because they think you're pretty, why does that matter to you if you like somebody else? That's, that's and I think a, that's a really that's great, a good like, message. moral, like, self-esteem booster for little girls. As opposed like, to, not are everyone, you hot? Right? Like, not Get everyone is going to be in, like, think you're the most gorgeous creature ever. And that's okay. Don't change yourself so everybody thinks that. Just, you know, find somebody that loves you for you and how you are. And, like, And your you earning know, potential? Maybe Prince Cornelius isn't lost and dead forever, Mr. Mole. It's Maybe. fine. And then they find Giacomo, the sparrow, who's pinned up in Mr. Mole's, like, really what? terrifying bug collection. When was the last time you watched Thumbelina? It was, like, five years ago. I'm surprised at your it's recall. just yeah. this burnt in... Yeah, you got some Thumbelina, you got Mama Toad. I don't remember 
the toad son's names. I want to say it's like Guillermo or something. <laughs> and they were all like Spaniards, I oh, think. Oh, God. They were all Hispanic. Gastaro. Yeah, so mm. it's probably like Javier. Yeah, like some definite Spanish influence there. You had Giacomo, the Why Sparrow. Why did they make the Spanish toad? Prince Cornelius. That's that's a funny name. Yeah, because it's so much better than so normal, right? Cornelius rides on a bumblebee. That's what I ride on. I work every day, right? Um, and then the very the end object lesson is be small because it's fun. Uh, yes, yes. You see from different perspectives. That. I'm pretty sure that was also the uh, moral of the bee movie. <laughs> so you also know Tumblr. Insect-human relationships are quirky and fun. Yeah. Wait, we didn't even talk about the bee movie, which is totally fun. I never saw it. Did he fuck that human? I don't know. I Did mean, Jerry went a, they went on a date. Seinfeld the bee fuck that lady? Maybe. Auditory viewers. May bee. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> I think that's a good note to end Boo. on. <laughs> so, uh, there's tons of... Disney movies that aren't, aren't Disney. Disney. You should watch all of them. Honestly, I think they are way more fun. It's definitely than Disney. More of a mixed bag. Like they're kind of edgier, a little bit raw, less yeah. produced, less clean. Yeah. I don't and I mean clean in a lot of different ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe the animation isn't as smooth or something, something, something. Maybe in some cases the animation is better. Like Spirit, Stellar yeah. the Sunround, do you remember that? The animation, so amazing. Like, I don't remember the plot, really, but I remember the animation. Yeah. Because, obviously, it stuck with me till now, and I'm like, I don't know, it's about a horse, probably. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, I guess on a final note, if anybody really wants to have, like, a fucked up, like, experience watching a movie, you should look up Little Nemo and Adventures in Slumberland. And, uh, yeah, I saw it once, and that was all I ever needed honestly, as a child. Just and I it. still... Remember it. Just look at any animated feature that maybe wasn't Disney that came out prior to, like, 1985. Yeah. 1988, and probably. That's a... And you'll just find something so fucked up <sighs> that you'll just wish that you hadn't lived through Cold War America. Yeah. Or Reagan's America. Yeah. I or guess some Any America, honestly. Shoutouts of some fucked up movies that we're not really going to get into. We're Back, the dinosaur movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, super creepy, fucked up, super creepy. Carnival nightmare storylines. Uh, like I just mentioned, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. Um, it was mentioned earlier. Not, none of us have seen it, and maybe you shouldn't either. The Velveteen Rabbit. Yeah, I don't recommend from like the little snippet that we watched. consciousness and... Just existence. Yeah, it's some uncomfortable questions. And I think uh, Disney does this as well, but they never probe quite as deeply. I feel like Velveteen Rabbit was basically the 80s version of Toy Story. Yeah. So it's not as sanitized. It's not as fun. I mean, Toy Story definitely has its moments of just being heart-wrenching and sad. But this seems like it just makes... Mr. Nesbitt! (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) So good. Uh, but, um, <clears throat> I think this kind of cuts out most of the, uh, diffusing funny moments and just leaves in all the uncomfortable questions about sentient toys. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to say that's our time for yesterday and today. Cause this, this is probably going to end up being a two-parter. That's okay. Uh, we'll cut it somewhere in the middle. And yeah. Double the fun.
<laughs> Lou is finger gunning at me, but you can't pew, see it. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, shout out to people that participated yeah, in our you. various posts. Yes. Um, Stephanie and Jen and I think CL. Andy, CL. Thank you, Robert. Robert had to tell us that he was... Leia. Leia or Mulan. He was Mulan instead. Right. Because he's well, an ENTP. High five. We're both All y'alls. Yep. Um, if I forgot anybody, I'll try and shout out to you in the next one. Thank you to all of our international auditory viewers. We appreciate it. Yeah, if Send you us have, to your friends. If you have any topic suggestions or ideas or things you think we should cover or major points that you think we missed or even entire films that we left out. Exactly. We don't claim to be IMDb or Wikipedia. We just God, use never. them a lot. Yep. So feel free to let us know. And yeah, find us on Facebook, yeah. SoundCloud, Twitter, Tumblr. Facebook. I said Facebook. That's the Facebook first, first one I said. There you go. Facebook again. Madeline's Check. here too. Check Facebook again. She's she's tired. She needs to go to bed now. And so do we. Good night. Good luck. Wait, whose sign off is that? That's not my no, sign off. Was, I don't know, that old Yeah, news. Good night and Good luck. Good luck. What? That was a no. Devin! <laughs> Cut it right there. I want that to be the end. <laughs>